What's good, y'all? It's your boy D Bots, and you are now tuned in to Denia Azure Radio. Hello, hello, Bots. How are you? And welcome to Denia Azure Radio. I'm great. How are you? I am good. I am good. So I met Bots on Clubhouse in the in the music and everything. No egos room. So how did you originally get into music? I was born into music. <laughs> uh, when I was born, my dad was a quartet singer, gospel quartet singer. And uh, I mean, his family, my grandfather played the guitar, my grandmother plays the piano and the organ. And so I was literally born into music. My very first church I attended, my whole family played, you know, my dad was the bassist and my grandmother was the, the organist. So uh, I, I started playing drums at the age of four. And that, wow. that was where it began. That's awesome. So did you start producing music first or were you an artist? I was a musician. I, I was a musician. I knew nothing of music production until I started mm -hmm. working. I was just a drummer. I, I played drums uh, until I got to about uh, 10th, 11th grade. Then I kind of started playing a little bit with the piano. And then I took it, you know, full term, like around 20. So, uh, I didn't know anything about production. I was just a musician. I, and so that's the story people don't believe in. I'm like, I didn't. I, I music. I've always been a big fan of music, but I never was never in the studio. It was never a goal of mine to be a producer or none of that. So uh, the way it came about was kind of crazy. So do you remember the first record that you ever produced? First record I ever produced was for the rapper named Scarface. Nice. Uh, a record called The Real OG back in 2000. 2000. It was in 2000. Oh, that's awesome. So what was that experience like? Well, you know, Scarface was kind of my introduction into the music game because I was working at Guitar Center and I was playing on the keyboard in the back, just kind of programming. And he came in there and he came and tapped me on my shoulder. like, how much you want for that beat? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I need that. And so nice. We end up, yeah, we end up uh, going to his house later that day, and I took the keyboard and learned how to dump a beat. I had never done none of that because, like I said, mm -hmm. I so I was just, you know, programming at that point. So, right, yeah. Shout out to Face, man. Face was real, a real trooper because I told him, I like, man, I don't know nothing about this stuff. And so, wow. Like I don't either. We're gonna learn together. So. <laughs> I love that you said that you were honest with him. You're like, look, I don't know. I don't know about this. I'm just learning. And he was just like, okay, well, let's learn together. That's really dope. That's when he was like, well, do you, do you drink Henny? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, let's drink some Henny and figure this out. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And Grammy not only the producer, Bots is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So what has been one of your craziest experiences as a music producer? Hmm. Uh, I haven't had too many. Uh, I did have this one guy, and uh, I don't know if he was, you know, on something, but we were in the studio, and he was like, man, I can't get in my mode. I got to get in my mode, bots, get in my mode. I said, well, man, uh -oh. get in your mode. And so I turned around, man, dude, and took his shirt off. <laughs> no! <coughs> Kill my dude and took his shirt off. Man, I turn I turn around and I posted it. It's funny thing if you go look on my Instagram story from years ago, <laughs> and he's just like flexing, and 
I see this chest hair and armpit hair, and I'm just like, I say, hey man, I don't, I don't know about this mode, bro. You, <laughs> <laughs> this is not the mode I was talking out. I thought you was like, go get you, you know, get you something to drink. <laughs> you that man, and then got got in the booth, got in the booth with no shirt on. I'm just sitting there. Like, well, we here now, you know. Just stay. You stay. <laughs> just stay right. <laughs> that was probably fun. I don't have, you know, I don't have a lot of crazy, crazy things that have happened to me in the studio, man. I worked with some pretty solid artists over the years, but that was the one that stood out. And like I said, I posted it on my Instagram years ago. That had like 2015, maybe. But uh, yeah. What would you say um, are some of your do's and don'ts? for artists when they're looking for a producer? Uh, don't find you a beat maker because beat makers will send you beats that kind of lock you in to the beat, to the MP3 they email you or the wave, whatever they send it to you. Um, but do find you a producer who can help cultivate your sound and your, your sound organically with somebody you can sit down with because most artists have a, a, a idea of what they want their songs or their 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 you know they their sound to sound like and so but they they force themselves to adapt their sound to beats that somebody sends them mm -hmm. when in reality if they had them a producer who can sit down and you know a lot of artists already have hooks and already have uh, verses and so i'm forced to put this hook in this verse with this beat that i got mm -hmm. right, right? having somebody, you know, create from scratch this sound that I heard in my head. So I'm ha I have to contour it. So don't find your beat man. Find your producer who you can build with. You know, and I always give this story. I'm like, Janet had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mike, Michael mm -hmm. Jackson had Quincy Jones. Uh, you, Eminem had Dr. Dre. These were just producers who cultivated right. sound. And, you know, they were most successful when they had these producers. You know, Janet ended up letting J J.D. produce uh, a record for her. And I know slight against J.D., but it wasn't Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Jim. Right. So there's there's a, a particular uh, cohesiveness when you're able to find that one producer you could just call and, hey, I got a record. I, I got an idea. Even you don't even have to live with, you know, you can do it virtually now. You could send. Mm -hmm. I have clients that send me uh <laughs> voice text of them beatboxing what they want the beat to sound like but that's what they want the beat to sound like right i go on beat stars or youtube i'm probably not gonna find a beat that sounds like what i beatbox but i'm gonna find something close enough to it to where i'll i'll contour my stuff to make it fit and then that kind of messes with your artistry to me so you know right. somebody you roll with somebody you can just work with and have that work relationship with and that that can you know contour your sound so that's the do those are the two major ones definitely definitely it's funny so we were in we were in um music networking no egos and it was interesting because boss was telling us about a story about why he's so huge about the punctuality do you want to tell us story real quick and the, the pimp c story um <laughs> me my boys mike motion and Corey mo shout out to them we were pretty much Pimp and Bun B at the time, their official engineers and, you know, not really producers because everybody was producing for them, but they they were working out of the studio pretty much 24-7. And so uh, this particular day, Mike couldn't come in, so I was going to be Pimp's, you know, engineer for the day. 
And so uh, while I was always punctual, this day I left my house at the same time. I usually leave 30 minutes before I'm supposed to be there because I was only like 15 minutes away. But I got to the train tracks and there was a train stopped, like not going slow, but stopped. Right. And I got I got put behind like 45 minutes. So I'm texting mm-hmm. them like, I'm going to be a little late. And, and they like, yeah, okay. You know, he's got guests coming and da-da-da-da-da. And so I get there, I get there like 20 minutes late. And so um, the thing about Pimp, he was never, like I said, he knew the business. He wasn't going to just call you out in front of everybody. You know, he wasn't going to clown me and all that. But I let him in, you know, cut the air on, kind of let them do what they do. And Pimp was like, hey, boss, let me holler at you. <laughs> like, how much we supposed to pay you today? And I told him, and he said, well, we ain't paying you. And I just looked at him. He's like, you don't never be late to none of my sessions. He said, matter of fact, you don't never be late to no sessions. He's like, uh, so whatever we pay you, you know, you're going to get that to me and don't ever be late to one of my sessions. And in 16 years since that day, I ain't been late to a session. And I wanted you to tell that story because I think a lot of artists don't understand how important it is to be at your sessions on time. And if you're not at your session on time, you're still getting billed for that. Yeah. If your clock if your clock started, you got a session with me one to five, and you choose to get there at two thirty, you you an hour and a half in the hole. Yeah. And don't let me have a session afterwards, because hey, they they like you can't say you can't stay you can't no you can't get extra time. Nope. No, like no, and I think it's it's about respecting people's time. Period. You know, I think yeah. that's a, that's the biggest thing that I've seen when it comes to artists. That's the biggest problem oh. that they have because. They want to be in the studio, but then they want to bring the crew to the studio. They want to have the drinks and everything. I'm like, get the record done. <laughs> I don't, I, when I first opened up my studio, uh, I didn't have like a couch and like the plush chairs I have now. I actually went to Walmart and bought what I call the church altar chairs. Mm, okay. And people used to wonder, why, man, it's not comfortable. It's not meant for you to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Come to work, but then I'm telling you, Maya came to town, and she's like, "Bots, I'm supposed to sit on this." <laughs> so you had to get some comfortable chair. <laughs> I said, "You know what?" So I went the next day, and because she was like, "You can't charge people what you da 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 da." I'm like, "All right, Maya." So I went and bought a, a nice futon just for her. But then I upgraded on <laughs> with IKEA and upgraded years later. But I, my point is, I don't. This ain't the party. This is this is not the club or the lounge or the hangout. Mm-hmm. So many artists I've recorded, you know, they'll come with like seven people, and I ask them, I'm like, who is that? Oh, it is. Oh, they featuring on the record? No, but they don't need to be here. Oh, well, they. Okay, well, let them get the. Con- I say, and I get if they interfere with what I do, they gotta go. Right. Like, I've made parents go to the lobby. I've made managers. I don't. Are uh, you you producing the record of me? Oh, right. Okay. Well, I, well, you you need to go because you're being a distraction, and mm. so nothing personal, it's just business. And so that is the one pet peeve. Everybody in the industry know about bots. Like, do like, do not be late. Mm-hmm. I've been down to do the- not be late. <laughs> especially if it's a first session, a first session, and you late. Oh, oh. you and I. Oh. I had several now. While we walking after I let them in, I'm like, what time did your session supposed to start? 
da, 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 da. well, you know, I ain't know it was this far. I say, did you GPS it? Yeah. I say, GPS is usually pretty accurate. So you probably should have left mm -hmm. or you thought you was going to get here right on time. So. Right. Exactly. Be on time to everything, period. Definitely, definitely. And Grammy-nominated producer, Vats, is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So how did you first start on Clubhouse? Uh, my boy, Steve-O. Shout out to Steve-O Townsend, my boy. He had actually sent me an invite because this was back in 2020 when Clubhouse was invite only. Right. And uh, it he sent me the invite. I'm like, Clubhouse? Man, that got to be for kids. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm thinking of Mickey and like my, my little boys watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse every day. So I'm thinking, right. man, that's for kids, bro. And so I did de I denied the invite. He sent that to me in the summer. So then he comes to the studio because at this time he rented out my front room. So I hear all these voices talking, and I'm like, man, what is that? And then right. he told me I heard just blaze. I said, that's just blaze. He's like, Yeah, I'm in a room with him. I said, a room on what? He said, club. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I say send me another one. He's like, man, these I ain't got but one left. You better use <laughs> on Clubhouse in my very first room. Uh, uh before I matter of fact, this was in the days they would do a clubhouse party for you and welcome you. Yep. It'd be a couple people that would teach you the in and outs and they mm -hmm. all that. They don't do that anymore because it's so long. But at the original inception of it, it was pretty dope because they teach you. What about the hallways and how to ping and how to do this and how to do that, how to scroll out. And so it was cool. And so um, I got to thank Steve-O because I got on there in October of 2020 and it's just been crazy since then. It's, it's, been, right. it's been lovely. So how did you guys come up with the whole music networking, no egos? What inspired that? that room? Well, um, I had been on Clubhouse for about a month, maybe a month and a half. And then I was in a lot of these music rooms. And mm -hmm. in the rooms, man, it would be so much clout chasing and so much capping and so much lying. And me and Rothstein actually met in those rooms. And we would be in those rooms and it, it was, we would get tired of it. Like, because, you know, people would call people to the carpet. Like, somebody say, hey, I produce so-and-so and I produce so-and-so. And then 10 minutes later, somebody come in the room who actually knows so-and-so. You <laughs> No, you don't know that, right? And so I just was like, me and him came together and was like, Man, we need to create a space where people ain't got to lie and, you know, they can network without with the, without the cloud chasing and da-da-da. So he actually right. started a club by himself, and I started one by myself. Mine was called uh, No Talk, Just Work, something like that. I don't, I don't forgot the name of it. And he created his. And then uh, Auntie, didn't, Auntie Jackie didn't come along until a couple months later, but Rolf had started doing the music networking, no egos, more constantly, so I closed mine down. I was like, "Well, let mm -hmm. me because you, we, I'm in this room all the time anyway." So right. We started doing it. We didn't really have a schedule or anything. We was kind of just shooting from the hip. We didn't know about Clubhouse, but it was still kind of pandemic time. So you know, with mm -hmm. a lot of stuff open, so we were still just on our phones for you know eight, ten, twelve hours a day. Something <laughs> right. And that's how we built it, man. We just. The middle of 2021, I want to say, is when we kind of got the schedule and got a stride. And we just start, we start taking off, man. People just start coming. The pieces start coming in. And uh, it, it's you, the rest is history. You know, it's the most successful club on Clubhouse right now. Almost three years running. 
So I know you don't typically name drop, but this is the time when you get to, to talk about yourself. So talk about some of the artists that you've had the pleasure of working with. Um, I produced Maya, Chrisette Michelle, Fantasia, Latoya Luckett, Mike Jones, uh, Slim Thug, Kirko Bangs, um, Chameleonaire, Paul Wall, just to name a few. That's <laughs> just- awesome. Yeah, and That's it, awesome. it's hard to remember sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I've been blessed to do this 23 years and, and be very successful. And so I'm, I'm every day I'm grateful. Every day I walk in my studios with my name on it, and I remember the struggles uh, when I had to share studios and I didn't have a key and I had to get out when people told me to get out. And now I can tell people to get out, you know? So uh, right. I've been blessed, man. It's it's a blessing to to be able to do what I do full time. I haven't had a nine to five since two thousand two. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's been full time music since two thousand two, and I've been that's able to a lot of luxuries. <laughs> so um, I'm that is awesome. And Grammy nominated producer Bots is my guest here on the Night Azure Radio. So talk a little bit about about the cookout and how that came to be. The cookout. Um, the year is February 2020, right before the pandemic shut down the world. I went to Atlanta and went to a writing camp, writing camp with some very top, top A-list producers and writers, very well-known, uh, very well-known, very successful, uh, Grammy award winning actually. And so they had about 25 new songwriters, artists come to this camp. And day one was cool. You know, everybody, they had like a little meet and greet. And, you know, everybody was getting to know each other. The next day, you know, they were given tasks as writers, like to kind of test mm-hmm. what they do and how to know. You know, they put them in the beat, put them in the studio and let them go at it. Well, they were, man, the, the, the people that were running this thing were, they were a-holes. Let me just say it like that. Mm-hmm. Talk so bad to these artists, man. They talk, they, they several artists, one of them started crying. Oh, one lady, because they were just like, "What you mean you don't know what a prehook is? How you gonna be a writer and you don't know what?" And I'm I'm sitting there. Gotta know this part about bots. Everybody knows this about bots. Like I, I don't take no BS. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 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 an independent art artist advocate. I'm an independent artist advocate. So that got me boiling. But I ain't gonna mess up my bag. Right. Paid to do a job, and so I didn't. But there was something in me that wanted to knock these dudes out. I ain't gonna lie. So, yeah. Um, yeah. One one said, "Well, if this is music, I don't want to be here." The other one was like, "Man, I didn't pay to come get fussed at." And um, to, like, I, so after that experience, of course, the, you know, like I said, the next month March hit, and that's when the world shut down. So mm-hmm. I was contemplating then, like, man, that, I need I need to make something to where artists can come and feel safe. You don't got to worry about us and you out and making you cry and all that. But of course the pandemic hit. So um, I ended up writing, I had a whole, right? I wrote the goals for the event down and everything in 2020. People don't know this. To my, one of my best friends named Jojo King. I was at his house and his, mm-hmm. and I wrote it down on a piece of paper, wrote that down, wrote some other goals down. Well, the beginning of the year of, of 2021, me and Jojo went out to, for our birthdays, both our birthdays are in January. So, we're out just, you know, talking. And he's like, man, so what about, you know, them goals you wrote down in my house? Right. And I said, what about them? He's like, well, when you going to do them? I was like, well, man, you know, 
we in a pandemic. Ain't nobody gonna do da 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 da, man. Da, da. Jojo checked me. Like, he like stood back and was like, Who am I talking to? And I was like, What you mean? He's like, The bots I know don't never say he can't do something or he ain't gonna do da 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 da. He's like, you, you, This ain't you. And he checked me and thing. I was like, I know what you're right. He's like, You the person who encourages everybody. He's like, So take your own advice. I was like, You know what? You're right. So the very next day, I got a couple of artists. Uh, I had been going, matter of fact, speaking of Clubhouse, I had been going to Atlanta because I worked with Fireman and I worked with Jay. And I worked with uh, Brittany J. I had worked with these artists. I met all three of them on Clubhouse. And so right. I went to Atlanta. And I, when I went, I had actually went to Atlanta, I think the following week. And I met with Jay Kane and I told him, I said, man, I'm thinking about doing this event. And I told him about the event. And Jay Kane is such a go getter. He's like, well, do it. He's like, don't talk about what you just do it. He's like, you got the space. You got the da da da. So I came back home and I hit a couple artists. I was like, hey, I got this idea, this concept. I don't know what it's going to do. But if you're down, meet me in Atlanta in two weeks. Meet no, three, like three weeks away. And so they all came. Like it was a couple from Houston. Some that already lived there. Um, my boy Lawan came from like Chicago. Uh, my homegirl Maya came from the DMV. So they actually flew in. And it wasn't even called the cookout at this time. It was just, I called it the jam session. It was called the Atlanta. Right. Gotcha. And so the very first day, man, we cooked up like two records that ended up being singles. Nice. And next day we cooked up like two more records that end up, one of them ended up being a single one. We submitted for Chris Brown. Uh, and so uh, after we left Atlanta, like everybody was like, yo, that was dope. When we doing it again? And I was like, y'all serious? And they was like, yeah. And so I said, okay, well, if y'all see it, let, what, where y'all want to do it at? They say, let's do it in LA. I was like, cool, I know it's mm -hmm. I hit my studio, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, da 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 da. Uh, now, mind you, the first cookout, well, it wasn't the cookout, the jam session had about 12 people. Right. But we did have like Mace came through because of the the, the uh, we were at Icon Studios. Mace mm. came through. Um, who else came? One of the Real Housewives of Atlanta came through. Raz B came through. Mm. It was. It was I mean, it still was a vibe. But it yeah. Was, so we go to we do the one in LA a, a month, two months later. It blew my mind. We had 125 people. Wow. In a studio space. A two, 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 two studios. Fortunately, they were they had a big lobby and they had a nice. <laughs> That's a lot of people in the studio. <laughs> it blew my mind, and so from there, certain people just hit me up like, "Yo, bots, you own the something. Like you are, you're on the something. You got to cultivate this into something bigger." So from there, we went to New York, and two months later, we went to Miami, and after we wow. hit Miami, we went to DMV. All this time just building and building and building the event to where uh, when the beginning of 2022 hit, I had all these records we had cooked at this event. I'm like, I need to put them out. Let's put, yeah, out album. Mm -hmm. Let's put the album out. And so we put the cookout album volume one out last January, actually on my birthday. Mm -hmm. we took, we're in Dallas. We did the first one in Dallas last year. So, uh, and it, it took off. So we went from Dallas. I think we went to Atlanta. We went back to Atlanta. Then we went back to LA. Then we did North Carolina. Then we did the DMV again. 
And we started over this year. And then we did, uh, what did we do? We did Miami. We did Miami last year, too. Nice. Yeah, we just, it's, it took off. You know, to this day, we've had over 600 artists come through. Wow, that's um, amazing. It's the number one. It's number one independent music summit right now. And we're not even I'm proud of it. I am proud of that's it. That's beautiful. So if people, people want to come to the cookout, what do they have to do? Uh, there's an Eventbrite link that's in my bio on my Instagram. You know, if you, you click that link, it gives you a brief synopsis of what the cookout is. But if you go on my IG page or the cookout page, you'll really see. And even the videos don't do the event justice because we got classes teaching on produ production. We got classes teaching on songwriting. Uh, we empower these art artists to learn about digital currency to help fund their careers. Um, we talk about publishing. You know, my boy Lewis King is, shoot, he's on that publishing game. We teach him about their copyrights and stuff like that. So we, it's built to empower and educate and grow. That's my theme, empower, educate, and grow. Because I want you to leave the cookout with more knowledge than you, what you had. I want you to leave with more network, a bigger network than when you came. And mm -hmm. you, that's how, that's what happens. That's how it's really been successful. Because most people who come to the cookout, like, I'm going to be at the next one. I'm going to be at the next one. When's the next one? I got to be at the next one. Because <laughs> I, I was able to grow. Like, you have songwriters who, you know, we play beats. And they may not be, they may not be used to writing on the spot. They're used to taking a track and going home. No, you got it right here. This is if you if you were with a label, they're not gonna let say, hey, take that beat home. They be like, we need a record right today. So heat mm -hmm. up your process and 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 for producers, it gives you an outlet to let different artists hear you and you network. You lead a cookout with 30, 40, 50 new contacts most of the time. So uh it's big, it's built on networking. So um right. just click that link. Um it's a three-day event. We always have on Wednesday night, we have a meet and greet. Um, usually that's something like a local, we don't do like, I try not to do things that people can do in their own city. I'm very creative. Right. about. It. I don't want to do like a Dave and Busters or, you know, I, I, I make sure I find something that's in that particular city that we can enjoy that, that, you know, that'll be memorable. And that meet and greet happens on a Wednesday night. Then Thursday, I do another meet and greet with a brunch. I do a brunch. Mm, okay. People know I'm a big foodie. I am a foodie. foodie. <laughs> So I find a food spot that's going to be our brunch spot. And that's another meet and greet. You know, you just get to meet people. Because what I found out is it's easier to work by the time we get to the studio part. Part It's easier to work with people you can kind of build a rapport with. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you're not sitting in the studio with somebody you don't know. You're like, I don't know. You know, I at least you've ate with these people and, you know, laughed with them. You know, we had the comedy show last year for one of the meet and greet so there that i do that on purpose i'm very intentional with it and then thursday night starts the studio portion but we have the classes first so we have just mm -hmm. we had a producer's class songwriter's class the ones i named and then we into the studio portion i usually have three rooms with three different producers and three different vibes and you're able to go in the room it's kind of like a buffet if you want to do a R&B song, this room got R&B right now. If you want to do a rap song, this one got rap. You want to do pop, this one got pop. Pick mm -hmm. which one you sit in and collab with, and they they come in and what you writing on it. Well, help me with this. Well, how do you need you know? And so it it really is is it's a beautiful thing to see. Like it's a beautiful screen. Oh. My screen saver came on. I hate that blue. <laughs> I was random. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's super dope. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> album in the back up there, but it's a beautiful thing to see the process and to watch artists grow, and that's the biggest thing that brings me pleasure just watching these independents grow. Yes, and Grammy nominated producer Baptist, my guest here on Denial Azure Radio. So, if you have one piece of advice for artists that you can give, what would it be? Um, for artists, let's see, for artists, I would say find your sound and when i say that find your sound that you hear and not what you hear because i'd say that to a lot of producers and they're like what does that mean well you know if you always listening to the same music or you're always listening to something this that's all you're gonna hear but to find your sound you gotta hear you and all that other stuff you listening to might not be your sound and so those sounds are already taken so find your sound what you hear, not what you hear. Listen to the emphasis on the you. What be who you hear and not what you hear. Mm, I love that. I love that. So when everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, he helped as many people as possible. That's 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 what I I try to help as many people as possible. Absolutely love that. Go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, and book you. You can follow me on Instagram at dbots. You beaten that's d b o t t z y o u b e a t i n. Um, same is on TikTok. I don't really do TikTok a lot. That's kind of for my kids. But um, and um, what am I on Twitter? I'm producer dbots. Producer spelled the way it's said d b o t t z. Um, I am on Facebook. I do Facebook more family stuff. I don't really post a lot of um, industry stuff on there, but I'm on there as well. Um, to book me, my assistant's info is in my bio on Instagram. I use Instagram most out of all of the platforms. So anything you want to find out about me or what I got going on, just tap with me on Instagram and then, you know, shoot me a DM if you want to link up or you got any questions, you can hit my assistant and she'll take care of you. Yes, and if you're on Clubhouse, don't back channel on him. Don't nope. don't do it because he'll complain about it for like an hour. <laughs> the seed of forgetfulness, you will. I won't see it. <laughs> awesome, Saz. Thank you so much, Bats. It was a pleasure. I would definitely see you back in the room tomorrow for Thank sure. You. Thank you. I appreciate. Much it. love to all the fam at uh, Music Never Gain No Ego. So many amazing people in that space. Yes. So if you're on Clubhouse, make sure you out. Check that out. Like, we're really doing some really dope things over there. I've only been over there for a little short while, but I've really connected with some amazing people. So, Boss is the first, but not the last person you will you'll hear about from that phenomenal group. So, thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome.